Glamping with his bitch. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, A Camping Spree with Mr. McGee, by Chris Van Dusen. Published by Chronicle Books. A Camping Spree with Mr. McGee joins Mr. McGee as he goes on a camping trip deep into the wilderness with his faithful companion, a dog named Dee. After calling it a night, Mr. McGee fails to take the proper precautions with his food, and it results in an unexpected guest showing up. Will Mr. McGee and Dee make it back completely intact from their weekend vacay? Or will there be a manhunt to discover what happened to Mr. McGee's body? Well, leave your guitar at home, please. We're going camping. Grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We begin on Mr. McGee and his dog, Dee, packing up the camper and hitching it to his little convertible car. It's the morning, and they say they're heading out early to the mountains. What's the rush? Are they trying to avoid the traffic? Are they attempting to evade someone? Or do they want to be first in line at the REI? I got this sick water filter. It could literally purify poop water. What crossed your mind that said, I need this? Are you a really thirsty plumber? I'm sorry. I don't care how good the filter is. I'm not drinking shit water. I'm out. While on the car ride, we get an insight into Mr. McGee's thoughts on camping. Quote, There's nothing like camping, said Mr. McGee. I know you will love it. Just wait and see. The views are fantastic. There's hardly a sound. Aside from the wildlife, there's no one around. And the air is so sweet, you'll sleep like a log, said Mr. McGee to his small-spotted dog. End quote. Sounds like he's talking about playing Dutch oven with his dog. And for Dee's sake, I hope he keeps the sweet ones to himself. That is a rather ominous statement, though. No, before the something-smelling-sweet part. He's talking about it being quiet and there being no one around. Is this guy planning on killing his dog? Because it certainly seems like he's insinuating it. Well, we know he's going to hit her with something, one way or another. But to understand what he's planning, we first need to understand the man. So, who is Mr. McGee? Well, he's Irish. That's pretty obvious by the last name. He's also a middle-aged man who's obviously single. So why does a middle-aged Irishman who's single and clearly has no one in his life want to get away from people that aren't around him in the first place? Well, he could be like me and just hate people. Can't stand him. Oh, what do you do for a living? What's your passions? Did you catch the mass Singer last night? But the odds of that are pretty low. So what are his other motives? Well, he's Irish, he's talking to a dog, and he's going camping. So it's more than likely he's a crazy person. What person in their right mind wants to go camping? Hey, I got an idea. Let's go off the grid. Sleep on something way less comfortable than our bed. Eat worse food than we could find in a garbage can behind McDonald's. And... Listen to Dan strum on the guitar and serenade us with his beautiful voice. 
Doesn't that sound wonderful? I think I'd rather be dismembered by a mountain lion. It's all miserable. I mean, it makes sense why there's so many people murdered on camping trips. You're out in the middle of nowhere, and you're stuck staring at the same annoying person across from you who won't shut up about nature. Thoughts are going to creep in your head like, There's no one else around to rat me out. What are the odds I get caught? Answer, very high. Just ask Brian Laundry. So now that we know the man and the situation he's putting himself in, we know that even if he isn't planning on it, he's a loose cannon and could end up murdering someone. This story is heading nowhere good. After some awkward time in the car, Mr. McGee and Dee find their perfect camping spot. Though I think our author Chris is a little mixed up on his geography. Because he claims from their spot, they can see Mount Adams, Mount Jefferson, and Mount Lincoln. Mount Jefferson is in Oregon. Mount Lincoln is in Colorado. And Mount Adams is in Washington. Or Cincinnati, depending on which one he's referring to. Either way, that would have to be one high-ass camping spot. Hell, they would need to be in a Chinese weather balloon to see all that. After eating the typical camp food of hot dogs and marshmallows for dessert, the two of them go to bed in the camper. These two have quite the glamping setup. I'm shocked I didn't see any champagne. I just feel so one with nature in this trailer. I could almost smell the outside air, like, you know? Would you look at that? They make a big mistake. One only a glamper would make. They leave their marshmallows out. It's camping 101. You always seal up your food and keep that shit 100 feet away from you, preferably up in a tree. What a dummy. I don't think he put out his fire either. We thought he could be out there for murder, but it's now looking more like forest fires. I just hope he's not in California. That shit will spread like wildfire. Anyway, an old black bear comes along that's almost blind. I think that's important, or he wouldn't say it. He smells the marshmallows and is in search for the treat. He accidentally unhitches the camper, and both the car and the camper take off in separate ways. Which makes me think, did Mr. McGee forget to put the parking brake on too? He's making mistake after mistake. No wonder only a dog can stand to be around him. He must be Mr. Magoo's younger distant relative. There's got to be a connection. The whole time during this debacle, Mr. McGee and Dee are asleep. They end up barreling into a river, and I don't know if it was the water pouring in, or they just needed a midnight snack. But Mr. McGee and Dee wake up to see they're headed straight for a waterfall. And right when they're about to tumble over the edge to their impending doom, the trailer gets snagged up on a rock. This is why TLC said, Don't go chasing waterfalls. I think. Well, they're in trouble either way. Would you look at that? Some can't, so I'll describe it. The bear who came around for the marshmallows sees their trailer hitch and thinks he sees one more marshmallow. Like Chris stated before, he's almost blind, so that explains that. But what he doesn't explain is how an older bear is able to bite down on a trailer hitch, thinking it's a sweet treat, and drag an entire camper through rushing water on the edge of a cliff to safety. And then after all that, it finally realizes it isn't a marshmallow. Getting past the super bear strength for an animal that's on its last leg? You mean to tell me it took that long for it to figure out it wasn't a marshmallow? 
I guess that's as long as it took Bill Gates to figure out Epstein was a child sex trafficker. So, stranger things have happened. Once the bear lets go, the camper takes off again, and it ends up avoiding the river and finding its way back to the car. I guess I've seen crazier shit. Like Eddie Murphy deciding to create that dog shit sequel to Coming to America. So, anything's possible, I guess. I could swear it was just nighttime, and now it looks like the sun is setting again. Maybe it's the morning and they didn't sleep all night from this horrific deal. If that's the case, they're putting themselves in even more danger by setting off to go all the way home, which now he's putting other people's lives in danger. Not cool, bruh. Quote, And on the way home, McGee said to Dee, That trip wasn't quite like I thought it would be. End quote. Isn't that the way it always goes when you're on vacay with your bitch? I thought this hotel was pet-friendly. The story comes to an end on the two of them posted up in Mr. McGee's backyard, like a couple of middle schoolers pretending to camp. Hey, it's kind of cold out. You want to go inside to play video games? Yeah, there's only so many games of war I can tag. So what lesson does Chris want us to gain from this cautionary tale? I think it's clear. Camping is full of surprises and tougher than you think. If you aren't prepared, you could end up up a creek without a paddle. Quite literally. And as is the case in this read, it always seems like it's going to be better than what you think. But it's inevitable, it'll have you wanting to be home. So don't be fooled by your friends saying how fun it'll be. Pick an all-inclusive in Cancun or some shit. You'll be much happier there. What do I think of Chris's work? Well, the rhyme scheme was great. And I didn't realize that this was a series of books. Which tells me it had to be decent enough to have a sequel. As for the story itself, while it was relatable, much of the action was unbelievable. It felt like it wasn't thought out. You would think Chris would have figured out a better way to get Mr. McGee and Dee out of the river and back to the car. I get it, it's a fiction, but sorry, the storyline could have been better. As for the pictures, they were reminiscent of caricatures from a magazine like Mad. So, yeah. They were well done. Overall, a solid read. And if you're looking to find a way to show someone what being single in your 40s is like, hand them this. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.5. I'll have a heap and helpin' and go back for a servant or two. But I'm heading out before I can get roped into anything I don't want to do. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.